0: Welcome to Cruxcast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on CruxInvestor.com. So please subscribe. Here with Andre Liebenberg, he's the CEO of Yellowcake. They're a. What would you describe it as?
1: I think in its simplest form, it's a physically backed ETF, but in a corporate vehicle.
0: Physically backed ETF. That's that's a great great way to put it. So you're here at the WNA. Yep. Obviously, you're in uranium. Nuclear anyway.
1: world. We've got the whole nuclear industry in it, uh, in London this have week. Being
0: wall to wall meetings. Uh,
1: pretty much. Uh, yeah. It's a good opportunity because we've got a lot of investors in, in town who right. who sort of interest in the space, um, and you know I haven't been directly involved in the WNA activities, but but around the fringe, uh, yeah. seeing investors uh, doing things like this, uh, speaking in a, a, at a presentation forum tonight. So just mm. trying to get more interested in, in our stock on the back of. Uh, interest in uranium. This week.
0: Well, I we've been wanting to see you for a while because you know it's you know what you do is interesting to me. You know we invest in equities. I have a particular love for royalty companies, and you're s- slightly different from that. Uh, and I want to understand the differences and nuanced differences between what you've got for, for investors. So let's start off with a description of what is it that you do. Okay. So,
1: what is yellow cake? I mean, if you look at our balance sheet, we've got 9.6 million pounds of uranium, it's Mm -hmm. physical uranium Mm -hmm. sitting in barrels in in a processing facility in Canada, and we've got... So,
0: so just before we go, you physically take control of that and store it yourselves? Well, it's not a virtual.
1: I- no, no, I- I- it's real physical barrels. But right. we, but we, you know, it's not something you can store in your backyard because no. it's highly regulated. There, there are three processing or storage facilities in the West, uh, regulated facilities in the mm-hmm. West. There's one in Canada, yeah. one in France, and one in the U.S. Yeah. And uh, we uh, have a storage agreement with Cameco, mm-hmm. the world's second largest uh, uranium it. producer. And we store our product at their facility
0: uh, just outside of Toronto. So okay. Okay, so I, I'm always fascinated by the way that the management team think about this. It's is a relatively new operation. How long have you been going? So we came to market in July last year, yeah. but, but
1: I got involved in you know, the, the, the setup process probably early 2017. Okay. Uh, there was uh, someone who I've known for a long time, Peter Backus. He was at Citibank, yeah. Morgan yeah. Stanley. Uh, you know, he, it was sort of his baby and, and he asked me to come on board early 2017. Uh, and, uh, you know, the success rate on these things from start to finish is, is not great, but we were fortunate. Yeah. We went all the way from, from you know, zero to, to successful IPO in July last year. So we've been on the market since the 5th of July last year, so just over a year.
0: So what's your market cap? Uh, it's about $240, 240 million-ish. Million. Right. So, OK, so let's, let's come back to the thinking. So 18 months ago, or two years ago, okay. when the idea was you know, being being moulded. Uh, uranium was a difficult space, right? It was a difficult space, and it and it has been for
1: for for quite some time. Continues to be, yeah. Uh, there was the, there is another vehicle that, that that does exactly what we do. Yeah. Uh, traded on 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 the Toronto Stock Exchange. Yeah. Uranium Participation Corporation. Yeah. So, you know, we, we we had a look at their architecture and and you know, thought there'd be a good opportunity to do something like that in London. Mm. But it was, you know, with these sorts of things, uh, it, it's around timing, good fortune and, 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 and relationships. Mm. So Peter, through his network, had a relationship back to CAS Prom. You know, at that stage they were thinking about becoming more commercial. It was a couple of years ago, so mm. they you know, obviously had eyes on an IPO down the track. So it, it worked out for us that, that uh, this would provide an avenue, uh, you know, another customer for them because okay. we would essentially sequester the, the material, stick it in a warehouse, and, yeah. and and not you know not put it back on the market.
0: So it's a, it's a kind of copycat thing. You look at it, it is the, a corporation
1: which worked, and you think we can do that. Yeah, I mean you know we, we didn't have to redesign the architecture. There, there, there was a vehicle there that had a
0: ten year track record, mm-hmm. uh, and and as you say, it worked. Okay. So tell us about how this works, because there's a few things that I would need to believe that you could do. One, you've got relationships to be able to access product and yeah. buy, buy product. It's a very regulated industry. Mm-hmm. So it's a very sort of technical thing that you need to be able to transact on. Then you do things like you then need to store physical yeah. product. Yeah. You need contracts in place for that, and you need to run the company in terms of pr- promoting it. It's a, it's a you know, reasonable sized company with yeah. the aim, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is.
1: I mean, maybe if I go back to my you know, first comment, if you look at our balance sheet, what yeah. was in the balance sheet? £9.6 yeah. million pounds of physical uranium, yeah. about $8 million of cash. That's it. We've yeah. got three employees, uh, an non-executive board, yeah. we don't have a London office, it's, yeah. it's really, really simple and skinny. And that's the whole purpose, is, is to you know, reduce the leakage as much as, much as possible.
0: But, you, but you buy, you buy, you're buying physical product, so yeah. there's a value to that on the balance sheet, yeah. and it's sitting somewhere, so you've got control of it. You've got a bit of cash presumably, well, very low g very low costs yep, yep. Uh, in this. You know, to grow, you need to go and raise more capital. Absolutely. And you say to people, we're going to buy it at one price, we're going to hold it for a while, it's going to be worth a lot more, you've doubled your money, or whatever uh, you're saying to them. Y-
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's it's, is it simple it's, as even, that? it's even simpler than that, because okay. what I'm saying to you is, you know, as an individual or, or you know, as an institution, it's difficult to invest in physical uranium. What we're creating is a share price that looks like the uranium price. Yeah. And, and we're gonna buy and hold the uranium and you can buy and sell our shares. If yeah. you think the you know, you've made a 10% return and you wanna get out, Sell the shares if you want you double your money. You, yeah. you know, so we're not making those trading decisions. The only thing I need to think about is: Are we trading at a premium or a discount to net yeah. asset value? Yeah. If we're at a premium, we should issue stock, buy more uranium, yeah. um, you know, increase the pounds per per, per share. But uh, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not taking any trading positions because that is the uh, I mean, that's what we've created for the shareholders. So it so
0: sits somewhere between. Obviously, equities people you know buy into mm. equities because they're they see the, see the lights, it's a 3-bagger, 5-bagger, 10-bagger, equities can, can go far. Um, royalties, it's much, much safer because the, 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 the types of returns are a lot smaller, but mm. it's consistent, <coughs> regular cash flow, mm. dividend paying usually, because again, it's a very yeah, low yeah. cost operation. Where do, you, where do you sit?
1: So we would be much more of a capital player than an income player. I mean, a royalty, you know, you, you yeah, get either sure. physical or, or income. Yeah. You know, we we don't have any income, so the cash we hold really is to to cover G and A, and and it's a capital play. So right. you know, what's going to happen to uranium? I think y- y- if you look at it, you know, stepping back really really simply, mm. uh, I've spent the last 20, 25 years in in the commodity space. I was with Bulletin for a very long time, and then private equity in in commodities, but always in, in, in resources mm-hmm. uh, commodities are cyclical you know, they go up and down sure. so you know what we had to convince ourselves that we were closer to the bottom of the cycle than, than the top of the cycle so that you know it, it it's 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 course that, that yeah. was the thesis that that uranium had been on its back for a long time mm-hmm. there were a number of factors which were coming into play which suggested that in time you know it couldn't stay at, at the price that it was mm-hmm. it had to rebound because you going to need New investment into mm. the industry resources are finite life assets they mm. decline over time they need to be replaced uh, there 's the whole uh, issue around contracting historically mm. uh, utilities had price protection from from yep. you know fixed price contracts or or uh, higher price contracts those are coming off so there were a lot of reasons to suggest that that uranium price would recover uh, and, and that 's really the, the play we 've created for investors i think if you if you look at a typical cycle, at the bottom of the cycle, you know what, what we offer is is less risky, sort of one-to-one uh, leverage on yeah. the uranium price. I think once the cycle gets established, people become more confident. You know, maybe you want two or three times or four times leverage, yeah. and then you've got to look at project companies or, or you know um, sure. development companies. Absolutely. So. I think we just, we fill we, we a different niche in, in, in the space and in the cycle.
0: Definitely. It's, it's need to, obviously heard of it but yeah. not actually been exposed to it, so it's kind of interesting to hear some of the things that you've had to think about in terms of the macro yeah. and obviously how you've had to physically go about structuring this thing. So how do you grow? So the, the, the way we grow and, and the key to, to our growth... And do you, I mean, do you need to? I mean, is that a key driver for you as a bit as an operation? Do you think that's what, we, what you wake up well, thinking? I, about? I think
1: um, if we can grow uh, by issuing stock at a premium to our net asset value yeah. and buying uranium, yeah. then, then, that, um, then then that then that should be attractive for our shareholders. So right. you're getting more pounds per, per share, um, and and equally, if we're trading at a you know persistent discount, we should liquidate some uranium and buy back the stock. Sure but uh, i think uh, there's another dimension to to growth and that you know i think you do need to be a certain size mm. uh, we, we've suffered recently and i think it's you know maybe more of a factor of the equity markets but we've seen the liquidity in our, in our stock uh, fall yeah. um, so you know if you're bigger you've got more liquidity mm. uh, you know if we were say a 500 million dollar company i think we'd get uh, it would be of interest to, to, to potentially a different set of investors, yeah. bigger liquidity. So it's not a case of, of, of size for size sake, it's a case of effectively purchasing uranium. Right. And I think, you know, once you get to a certain threshold, then, then, then size is, is helpful. So what's,
0: what's holding you back?
1: The, what's holding us back at the moment is, is where we're trading relative to our net asset value. You know, we're currently about a 15% discount to net, net asset value, which is right. extremely frustrating. Um, and, and you know, I'm, I'm trying to understand that, given you know how transparent our um, our net asset value is. But it, it, it's interesting. We just this morning <coughs> r- ran a chart of of our share price versus the uh, you know the, the sterling dollar FX rate. And it, mm. and, it's, and when sterling falls, our, pre, our, our our discount widens. Yeah. And then when sterling comes back, yeah. The discount narrows. So it almost seems that. Investors are not looking through
0: uh, in a way. Yeah, yeah, through
1: to the dollar nature of the asset. But yeah. I guess on, on the flip side, given what's, what's happening, uh, you know, all the uncertainty in the world, who knows what the right price for the pound is. Is it 120, or is it 130 or? So I think those things have impacted on, on our discounted net asset value. Um, when we IPO, we, we, you know, we, we traded at a premium. back end of last year, the equity markets. Uh, had a had a wobble. We traded a discount. We came back in March, April. We were a premium. We, we raised some more money. Uh, and now, you know, with the you know, you've got the trade wars, you got the um, Iran sure. issue, uh, Brexit. And, but, and but we've do we've those things discount. affect the
0: uranium? Do you think those things are going to affect uranium price or your ability to transact? Well, they haven't affected the uranium price significantly. I mean, your own yeah. price has gone
1: sideways for… for it's got a whole for,
0: different set of controls, has But I
1: get, you know, the frustrating part is, I guess, we trade in, in pounds. Yeah. So, so you know, unless you're looking at the currency every day and, and having a judgment call around the currency, the right yeah. value of the currency, our premium to discount to, to NAV is driven
0: I get it, it but even, but it, there's also, there's and I'm sure you've done mm-hmm. all the maths, but I, I want to understand it is, I better ask the question: what's your view of future price look like for, the, for uranium for the foreseeable future? So, so, you know, spending a lot of time in the commodity markets, I do believe that
1: incentive pricing plays a role. So, at some point,
0: mm. uh,
1: people are going to have to, you know, put money into, into new production, yeah. and, and that production has to be uh, profitable. So we, we think that the, um, and I think, you know, it's, it's not just we, there there's seems to be a view that, that north of $50 mm. is what you need to incentivize new production. Yeah. We're sitting at 25. Yeah. So, you know, that, that's the underpin for our, but you know, that's not gonna happen tomorrow. Uh, is that a three year view? Is it a five year view? I, I don't know. But again, you know, in, in commodity markets, you've seen in the past, how they can run
0: up very, very quickly. Isn't it important for you to know, shouldn't you have a view on that? When you're talking to your shareholders, they're asked, they must be asking that question. Well, again, it's back to
1: we've created the instrument for the shareholders to have a view. So, right. you know, if, if I start having a view and trading around a view, uh, my view may differ from my shareholders and I'm undoing what they're trying to do. So, mm. you know, we've we got, we got to create a pure uranium instrument as possible mm. and then you, the shareholder, can have a view and say, you know, I think it's going to double or I think it's, it's not, you know, and, and right. you will trade our shares based on that view.
0: Right. So okay.
1: if, if I put in place, you know, debt structures or hedges, mm-hmm. I'm undoing that uh, that relationship between share price and the Uranium. So it's
0: complicated. So, but, but let me, again, just want to make sure I totally mm-hmm. understand it. So you as a fund, a fund, mm-hmm. gone and raise some money. There's a cost to that money. Mm-hmm. And then you've kind of got, you're talking about liquidity issues and volume mm-hmm. of issues. That's a different sort of investor. And they've got... Some degree of control over you know when what they, what they they have a view on what they think the price is going yeah. to be right so that it's important that yeah. they do have a view yeah. so they work out whether they trade in or trade out and I understand you don't want to affect yeah. that necessarily but what's the relationship with the the people who've given you the institutional money which you've originally raised I mean what's what's that relationship look like? You talk,
1: well. You know, they're they're looking for 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 for
0: capital gains. When, yeah, when, but when so, there so therefore, the don't you need to have some forward
1: view? I think we where we have to have a forward view is at at you know again being a being a commodity. At some point, it hits gets to the top of the commodity cycle. Mm. So I think then at that point, you say, well, what do you do? You know, yeah. uh, you, you don't just keep growing if you think the commodity price is going to fall. But I also think at that point. Um, you know, you may, shareholders may have a view, bef- they, they anticipate that, mm. that the, or they have a view that the Uranium price is going to fall and, and you probably find more selling pressure on our shares. Yeah. Therefore that, you know, we'll be sitting at a persistent discount to net asset value. And then what we should be doing is, is you know, selling some Uranium, buying
0: back stock. So you sort of over time liquidate the vehicle. You do that. But are there other ways to mitigate the risk? I mean, it, it's a physical commodity ETF. Mm. Um, there must be other commodities which are at various different points in the cycle mm-hmm. which you might take a view on. Is that anything you'd ever consider or would you just know uranium and we'll stick to it? Well,
1: you know, I, I, I've been in involved in, in, in a lot of commodities and you know in my, in my personal capacity follow you know, copper, mm. uh, fertilisers, iron ore, those sorts right. of things. Um, but there as, as an individual, you know, it's it's easier for you to to invest. You know, you can you invest in the physical, or you can invest in the equities. Sure. Um, so here we've just created a, a vehicle
0: to to invest in in the physical. But that's physical uranium. That's yeah. what you sold to your original funders of, of, of your project, right? So they bought into the thesis around uranium. What I'm asking is, at some point, do you gain enough credibility so they buy into the thesis of the business model, which you guys have created, which may not necessarily be uranium only. Yeah,
1: you, you could. Uh, I guess the the technology and the platform could be translated in, into other commodities. But yeah. I think the the unique thing about uranium is is the
0: regulatory side around it. I suppose the point I'm getting to is like, how do you guys grow when you're restricted and cons- constrained by everything that uranium? Does for you in terms of the yeah. ma- the market so, so pricing. So our, our mandate and strategy is
1: in uranium. That's that's where we that's so we're going to stick so to that. We're the new going new... to stick to that. Okay. If we ever have to do something else, mm. it it would have to be in a different different vehicle. I mean, what we the, the, what we sold to investors this this is a pure play uranium play. Mm. Uh, and I think if, if we went out tomorrow and, and added copper, yeah, I think we'd you know that that's not what we sold to our,
0: our shareholders. Right. So go forward a couple of years. Uranium's at sixty bucks. It flatlines for ten years. Mm-hmm. What's it do for your business?
1: Well, I think um, the shareholders will 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 tell you in the sure. sense you'll you'll see what. What happens. do you think, you think that looks like? Um, I think you know the the op- what do we what options do we have? Um, because the material we have is physically consumed in the nuclear fuel cycle. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it, it doesn't have other uses. So. There is an end use for it. Um, we could sell our Uranium into long-term contracts with utilities who sure. will use it
0: in their fuel cycle. Yeah. Um, but if there's no volatility in the price, that's not good for you, is it? It's not
1: good for shareholders. I think shareholders
0: like, like
1: volatility. because what? Shareholders, not good for them, not good for you. Yeah. So what do you do? I think the board would have to have a, have a look and say, you know, what is the, what is the best uh, value opportunity for, for, for shareholders? Should we liquidate the vehicle and give the money back to shareholders? Right. Say, you know, we'll sell the uranium, you, you won't go and sell it on the spot market because it will impact the spot price, right. but in some form you'll sell the uranium and say to shareholders, you know, you've had your phone, here's the cash, yeah, here's no, your, I, here's I, your I, money I back.
0: I get that, but you know, it, it seems to me if, if the, the market's in control, not, not you, and I'm just wondering, you've, you're building up a whole series of skills and knowledge around this mm. physical commodity ETF. And I just wondered how you take those skills, whatever they are, and you know create more value down the line, either either mm. in another vehicle, mm. or as part of the group or, or separate. Uh, you know, what, what, what's the future look like?
1: Yeah, I, I don't think we've, we've 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 come to that right. uh, yet. I think we still think that in uranium, you've got got some way to go. You know, if I talked about the $50 incentive price and we are at $25, you know, I'm I'm not worrying now and tomorrow about, you know, what's the next uh, big thing for us. You know, we've been very clear uh, in terms of our marketing and and the setup in in our perspectives as to what this vehicle looks like. Uh, and you know, I don't think we're going to deviate from that. We, we did say that we would uh, consider royalties and, and right. streams. Right. Uh, so that is an addition we can do to the vehicle. I think it will never be core business because you know, I don't want to incentivize new production. So, you yeah. know, our strategy is about sequestering uranium yeah. and, and adding to supply-side discipline. I don't want to be funding new greenfield projects. But if they're mid life or end of life um,
0: streams of royalties yeah. that could give us physical, yeah. that, that's an interesting okay, opportunity. So, okay, so we, we're starting to get, get to it. Because the reason I'm asking this question, I'm pushing mm. this point, is because I've had a number of interviews over the past few months, mm. but specifically over the past two, few days, where people are talking about price being controlled. You know, you've got the three big players in the market potentially capable and probably needing to control the price. We're not going to see those big. You know spikes of the last cycle. We're going to mm. you know control it so it stops too many new entrants coming in, and gives them enough <coughs> of a margin mm. to be able to continue to control the market for a while. So in that scenario, hence you mm. know and the suggestion has been, the price could sit around 60 bucks for a long time. So what does that do for you? Yeah, I've, I've yet to see a commodity market where
1: um, you know a consortium of producers can control. Firstly, it's anti-competitive. Um, sure. You know, so, so I, I, the, 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 the problem with, with mining is the lead time. So from exploration to production yeah. could be 10 years. Yeah. So it's not like, uh, let's push some more now. You know, it's, yeah. it's very hard to anticipate where demand um, so demand's going to be in five years time. So mm-hmm. the leads, leads and lags on, 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 on projects and development and capital and permitting I just can't see how people can hold a price within a in, in a in a narrow window i mean mm. you know you look at nickel how it's flown up in the in the last short while yeah um th- that's what commodities do you know uh, right so y- there could be a, a, a mine flood there could be you know a, 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 a regulatory issue you know yeah. in nickel you've seen you know, a government take some measures and you and yeah. see what it does to the price those yeah. are things outside of the control of a, of, of a handful of companies right so I, I you know I just don't think that you can get uh, a, 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 you know to manage a price within a tight band
0: right. right okay what are you looking to try and achieve over the, over the next year you've talked about liquidity okay mm-hmm. so that's a case of more awareness people understanding what you yep. do yep. And, and, and coming into the stock right so what are you doing about that let's start with that
1: so you know investor relations 101 marketing right okay you know, doing Things like like this, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, going out seeing retail <coughs> platforms. Uh, we were in Europe last uh, three weeks ago, talking yeah, to, the, talking to uh, you know the smaller investors there. Right, uh, okay, private. You're private focused private on retail, are you? Uh, uh, private client brokers, right. uh, smaller institutional, yeah. you know, the, the the sort of grouping that that wouldn't necessarily be covered by our brokers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's, there's interest, uh, surprising interest in in Australia. Um, in, in, in North America, just, just trying to, cap, you know, I think the, 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 the retail, we didn't do a retail offering, mm. and, and it's difficult for retail, say, in the US to, to access us. So th- there is an opportunity to, to build out the retail register, and, mm. and it has built out, you know, surprisingly uh, well without, with very little effort. Yeah. So, you know, th- that's an area we can do. The smaller institutional is an area we can right. do. We've done very little, you know, we've done one trip to, to Europe, so I think there's more we can do in Europe and, okay. and, and Europe you know, understands um, uh, nuclear, there's more we can do in Asia. Okay. Uh, so it, it's, it's, you know, when we did the, 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 the offer, we had uh, we targeted London institutions, we did New York and Boston. So three yeah, cities, yeah. that was it, okay. uh, to, to raise the And hap- people happy,
0: oh, sorry, are you AIM or LSE? We're AIM. You're AIM, AIM. AIM okay. And people happy with that exchange, they're not, you haven't got brokers telling you to go and list in uh, Hong mm-hmm. Kong or Singapore or well, we, we've New got, York. Well, we've got brokers suggesting
1: North America because, again, you know, they're their they're, they're peers, there there's the, the North Americans understand yeah. uh, uranium. So we are getting... Proposals and propositions. And there's a to, cost to that. There's a cost to that, and 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 you know I spent 15 years at BH Bulletin. Uh, I don't want to see another DLC, <laughs> but uh, you know secondary listings have a cost to it, and 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 the you know the the analysis we have to do is what's the cost and what's the benefit.
0: And what's what are you looking for? I mean, you know, when you when you it's not just about liquidity. You say I'm going to go out there because I'm hoping to get X amount of more dollars of volume, sort pounds mm. trading here. Um, what do you think these markets are going to do for you You're going to US Hong Kong etc
1: it's a deeper pool of investors right you know it's, it's tapping into more folk who understand uranium specifically right um, you know if you look at our register we, we've got a good spread of, of strategics of institutionals. Yeah. even with institutions we've got generalists and we've got right. uh, specialists yeah. uh, in the resource space so it's, it's just you know just tapping into Okay. more different uh, pockets of capital. And uh, the one thing I haven't really touched on is in terms of setting up this vehicle and the, the relationship we have with Kaz Adamprom as, mm. a, as a supplier. Mm. You know, to have a vehicle like this, the key thing is access to, to material. Mm. If we had uh, raised the $200 million last year and then had to go into the spot market yeah. to buy what was 6% of world production, in the spot market, who knows where mm. the spot price would have been? Yeah, you know, through the, the relationship with Casadem Prom, we were able to fix the price yeah. outside of 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 you know yeah. visibility. Then come to market and say, we've raised two hundred million dollars. We have purchased you know eight mm. million dollars, and this is the price. Mm. So what happened then is we saw the price rise on on the back of 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 that announcement. So having that relationship, that is very important for us to be able to go. Uh, Set a price and a volume, go to the market, yep. and raise the money.
0: See, so you, you bought all you bought all you own at the moment. Are you buying any more? Are you going to raise any more money to to buy any we, more? We'd,
1: we'd love to. You know, we, we, we as I say, you know, we think the uranium price has still got a way to go. Okay. we'd love to raise more money to but buy more uranium, nav, but yeah, my NAV okay. hold your breath.
0: But, but back. Like, so that's better. Like sort I of coming to, and I sorry, did start mm. the conversation. You must have done some numbers around that. And go if, if you and which is why I asked you about your forward view on price because if you do have a forward view on price, the maths get quite simple. If you think the price is going to minimum 50 in the next 12 months, your NAV at the moment is inconsequential, isn't it? It, it?
1: it is and it isn't. So if you mm. think that that you know back to this creating the physical ETF, mm. if for simplicity you know one share equals one pound of uranium. Mm. If I then issue uh, my shares and buy half a pound of uranium, you've got mm-hmm. two shares worth one and a half pounds. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the issue about the, the NAV. So if we can, every time we issue a share, we buy one pound or more than one pound of uranium, we're creating value for, for shareholders. If every time we issue a share, we're buying less than a pound of uranium, we're destroying value for shareholders. Yeah,
0: but if, you, if you're buying... 90, if it's 95%, it's 5% discount. I mean, I don't know what the nav is today, yeah. but what, what sort of... Well, at the right. moment we're at a 15% discount in that. That's material. Well, there's point. I'm saying, have you done yeah. the math to work out what, you know, what is material? If it gets to you know, 10% discount, is your view on the future mean that this 10% right well, now doesn't the, matter? You know,
1: a, a strong message I have received from shareholders, uh, particularly after our, our last issue, is that yeah you know, they, they don't like seeing uh, shares issued at a discount to NAV. You know, maybe there's a tolerance, maybe it's two, three percent. It's two, three percent. But, but okay. I, I, you know, I think if, 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 you know, anything more than that, uh, they would That's not be happy. That's what it's going happy.
0: to be. It's two, three percent is the number you're going with. But, okay.
1: but you know, I, I think, you know, that you, you've got costs in an issue anyway. So you need to be at a premium yeah. at NAV just to cover the costs of an issue. For
0: fund one, can you raise a second fund? Well, it's not a fund in that it's not closed in. You know, we, yeah, we can just yeah. we can just keep adding. We right.
1: don't we don't need to do a second vehicle. Um, you know, if, if you wanted to do a second vehicle, maybe you can put more
0: leverage. You know, you can create a different type of structure with different risk reward. But that's what I'm trying to get. I'm, I'm trying to understand what, you know, what the controls are you know, how much control you have versus you know your current shareholders. Right? You know, they're, they're driving some of your, your decision making as opposed to you having a view of what the future looks like and what you want your business well, to be I, and where the returns come from. It's, it's very different from equities, so different. Yeah, I mean it, it is because you're buying a physical
1: commodity yeah. plus and, yeah, and that's no, I mean, the I mean, way I, to look I at it. I understand
0: that but I'm talking about your interaction with shareholders mm. is yeah. very different
1: yeah, because I, I, I don't have a project pipeline where I say I'm going to spend so many dollars on inspiration yeah, f- and then I'm going yeah. to develop a mine and I may deliver, deliver it on budget or right. over budget or on time or yeah. you know overtime uh, and, and that creates value. Yeah. No, I mean, it's very, very
0: simple. Right, and have you had any difficulty explaining this to the marketplace? Have you had any issues with people getting what it is that you're trying to do? No, no, uh,
1: no. I, I think, you know, even from day one, we did some, uh, beginning of last year, uh, sort of six months before we came to market, we did some ex- exploratory, right. uh, you know, road testing of, of, right. of the idea, the concept. Yeah. And I was surprised how many people, A, understood uh, uranium, right. B, how many people <laughs> had lived through through the bad times. Yeah. But no, it was a very, very simple structure to to, explain in fact you know embarrassingly simple right people people got it
0: yeah yeah okay but until until you kind of recover from where you are now the price are you the price recovers from where it is now you've kind of got limited options that's what it's, what, what's what I'm well, hearing not you know we our our options
1: are all around the ability to add more pounds Cost-effectively, that—that's the option we have.
0: Yeah, but cost-effective—that's the key yeah. word. Yeah. Here. So, so it—it so it is limited. So, you,
1: it's limited by market conditions and our in our net asset value. You know, if we, if we had this conversation in, in, in March
0: April, it would have been easier because we were trading at a premium. Right. Um, but but what are the things controlling that? You know, what what's going to see a recovery in that? You know, when are you going to get back to zero as it were, as opposed to... Well,
1: I I do think the currency has got a big. Impact and and you know as I say we've we've tracked currency versus versus NAV discount and it it's there's you know it looks like a very strong correlation right um, and and so you know if, if we if if the pound is back at one thirty 130, one thirty five you know our, our, our we'll be back at uh, at NAV at the same at the same
0: uranium price so are you same this whole uncertainty around Brexit yeah I think is a big is a big problem for you uh, yeah. And what needs to happen on that front? You just, just clarity, make a decision, any decision, then market gets some... Yeah, I mean, people like
1: have to get confident around a level for sterling. You know, yeah. is that 120? Is it 130? Is it 140? Once people, you know, once the market gets confidence that that's the right number, then I think, you know, our, our nav uh, discount will... So, but if no deal happens,
0: What's that do for you?
1: I don't think we have to think about, because if no deal happens, there's certainty. So the sterling will have a price. If a deal happens, there's certainty it will have a different price. Right. So I'm not trying to pick the price of sterling. All I want is is some clarity and certainty that the market says, okay, now we know how to price the pound.
0: Exactly. But again, it's another factor which you can't control. Like lots of factors in in, in, in this space you can't control. We haven't even spoken about 232 in in the working group. Well I don't want to because we've covered it so much with so many people. (laughs) That's another uncertainty. 232 has been a gone Mm. working group. We'll see what happens in October. Mm. Another one of these WNA type events in Nashville. Brexit at some point will will run its course. It will run its course positively and negatively. But I guess my frustration in in the way that I'm interpreting this is the fact that you're 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 saying you're frozen as much as the market is frozen because yeah. your nerve isn't working for you. There's no solution that you've got. Like you know, with equities, you go, I've we've got a, a development over here which we think we've done a few things to, and I think there's yeah. the upside is this. We're off and running. You're fixed on price. The pr- the price in the market is the price yeah. in the market, and that's what your shares are, are pegged to. It's influenced by yeah. lots of factors like currency, like some of these decisions that utilities mm. are trying but to make. I seem. think
1: other players in the market are, are impacted by the same things. If you've, if you've got a development project in uranium today, yeah. uh, you're held back by those same things. It's, yeah. it's market certainty. You know, if, if, if market certainty comes back, yeah. uh, you know, people will, will, will want to fund
0: projects. And but the, yeah, the other component that you've got is the potential, the, the, price, the pricing is also a cap. At some point, it's not going back to one hundred and forty bucks, right? If it did, happy days will close the <laughs> cash yeah, in <laughs> we'll, yeah, yeah, you you know, you great. Rest. But you know, if it gets if it hits, since it hits fifty or sixty, mm-hmm. people are going to make some decisions. Mm-hmm. It's is going to affect you, and yeah. you've got some decisions yeah. to make too. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's just but you're waiting. You know, game, it's a waiting game, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know. It, so why should it share, Why should it investors come in now? What's going to drive liquidity? Because, because I, I think you think it's that arbitrage. Back back to the uh, you know back to the my point about the early part of the
1: cycle. If you invest in yellowcake, we're not going to go bust. Yeah. You know those physical barrels of uranium. Got it. Have a market value every day. Got it. If you're a development project um, or an exploration yeah. play. All that overhead. You, no you could you know right? you okay, you got it. You could. Uh, yeah. But at some point, your exploration play or your development project will have, you know, four times leverage to the price, where yes. I'm one times leverage. So at that point, you, you may find people say, well, you know, you've been good in my portfolio, but yeah. thanks, um, you know, I'm chasing but, but it comes back to my exciting guys.
0: It comes back to my question of earlier, you've got to have a forward view on price as to what the timing is around mm-hmm. that one, because my upcharge here is that if I think it's 12 months away for anything moves, any price discovery, mm-hmm. I'm going to go invest in <coughs> Nickel for a year and then I maybe, maybe come back to the Uranium yep. story, right? So you trotting around Europe or the world or whatever. So You're absolutely correct. So, so what why is bother? Th- yeah, and that's it. You know,
1: people say, well, you know, I could come back in a year's time and, and nothing would have happened. Because I have. if
0: I have the view that it's 12 months away,
1: right? But yeah. if I have the view it's
0: three months away, different story. Absolutely. So and, and, and,
1: and, you know, that's what people are trying to understand. What are the triggers for, for the timing? Mm. You know, was it 2.32? Is it now the working group? Because you know Brexit aside, because that you know that that that's a currency issue. What are the triggers for the utilities to come back and sign long-term contracts? What is the trigger? Because that if you see what, what's happened to spot volumes in, in, in the spot yeah, market—they've sure. dried up. Sure. And so I think it's looking at those triggers and saying, well, you know, what will trigger? So you know, we focus a lot on the currency and on Brexit and, yeah. and, and, and on Nab discount, but you know the underlying fundamentals of the uranium price. Is I think what will drive people to say the timings three months, twelve months, or three years. But
0: so, so like I'll ask again, you, you must have a view, a forward view on that one. You must say, right, this event or these events or, or this timeline is when things will start to move. Because if you're trotting around the world mm-hmm. talking to investors, I, I do have,
1: you know, I, I do have a view. You know, we do okay. think that. Um, you know, we'll wait and see what the working group comes up with. We, we feel, you know, and, and, and a lot of people you talk to say it, it, it yeah. should be fairly market neutral. Yeah. Uh, and, and people won't have an excuse not to contract. And once the contracting starts, you know, people start to sense, okay, now there's some sense of return of normality in the uranium market. But, it,
0: but it, it'll be, it's, a, it's, it's a slow growth? It's a hockey stick? I mean, what, what are you thinking?
1: I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't you, you don't plan for hockey sticks. No. I think you, you, know, you, 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 you plan and model you know, normal markets, but, but what happens in, in, in commodity markets, it
0: doesn't work that way. You, mm. know, you get hockey sticks up and down. That's just the nature of commodity So you're standing in front of these rooms of people going, when it turns, it's going to be great. I can't tell you if it's three months, 12 yeah. months, yeah. 18 months. Yeah. You make that call, but we're quite a good bet for when it does turn. Correct, because you knock, you know, you're not going to lose your money. You're not going to lose your money, but there's other things you could do with it in the meantime. There is. Right? So, I think there is. That, that's the yeah. debate. And you're and, and not advising people I'm not advising that.
1: people to bet on copper versus nickel or nickel versus uranium. I'm right. just saying, if you like uranium yeah. and you
0: believe in the uranium mm-hmm. story, here's a very clean, pure way to play uranium. That's, that's what I'm... But you're saying either now or at some point in the future, yeah. it's a, it's a uh, good, uh, clean uh, yeah. bet. So, okay. so we,
1: we think there's a, you know, it's a three to six month. Yeah, uh, when you start seeing things happen, uh, not Great. a not a three to five year. There we
0: go. That's what I was looking for. Okay, <laughs> 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 get it out of you. That's okay. Yeah. So if that if that's the if that's the case, yeah. I, um, I I understand what you're trying to do. Mm. I better understand what you're trying to do. Okay, brilliant. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I really appreciate you coming in. I, I love these sorts of stories, and I'm interested to see see how this pans out and develops, and you know. Let's hope Brexit goes away for lots of reasons. And um, we get some price discovery to be able to see what you can do. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.